Matthew chapter 1 for our thoughts. Matthew 1. You get there, stand. Matthew 1. I won't try to be too long-winded this morning. Matthew chapter 1, we're going to look at verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all of this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we love you, we praise you, and we're thankful for the time you've given us to assemble in your house this morning. Thank you for those that have come out. Lord, bless them for their faithfulness. And Lord, just uh, I ask that as we break the bread of life, you just uh, let your word speak to our hearts. May our ears and eyes and our heart be open to your word this morning. Thank you, Lord, for this time of the year where, Lord, uh, seems like everybody's got their mind on Christmas, and, and Lord, as we know and as we've been told, it ain't about the day, it's about the Savior that came to the world to die for our sins. And Lord, we just thank you for the gift that you've given to all of us. So now as I break the bread of life, bring to my mind memory those things I've studied, your word reach its intended purposes. And if there's one here today that doesn't know Christ and doesn't know the real meaning of this season, today let it be the day. For we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> Couple things. In churches all across the country, they usually have Christmas programs and Majority of those Christmas programs, and we've had it done here, deal with the nativity scene. Amen? You got Mary and Joseph, and you got the babe in a manger, and you got kind of crazy. You have wise men when, folks, the wise men didn't even appear before the Lord until he was two years of age. It was two years after he was born. But we kind of grouped them in. But, you know, uh, I can remember having plays here, and of course, Sister Val, bless her heart, she did a good job with what she had. But I can remember sitting there in the pew and watching, and we'd see the kids come out, and you'd see Mary, and you'd see Joseph, and again, they'd have the baby in a manger, and Joseph would just be standing there in his sandals and in his robe, didn't say a word, he just watched. 
And you know, what we've read here, you know, God chose a man to raise his son. If there was ever an unsung hero, it's got to be Joseph. Think about this. We, growing up, roll, we had, at my grandma and grandpa's old house, down the lane on the other side was the Nelsons, Mr. and Miss Nelson. And I went to school with their adoptive daughter. And she was adopted because the Nelsons were up there, and they were in their 70s when we were in third and fourth grade together. But what had happened was Janelle's mom and dad were killed in a car wreck when she was just a baby. And I don't know if they were kin to the Nelsons. I don't know. I just know that they adopted her and raised her as their own. But I can tell you about the Nelsons. First and foremost, they treated her right. They cared for her. They were good examples as parents to her. Why were they good examples? Because they loved the Lord and they served the Lord. So their faith was passed down to Janelle. So think about that. You know, they looked, someone looked to adopt her. And the Nelson stepped in. Do you understand God literally chose Joseph in the same manner? He chose a man that would treat the baby Jesus, his son, God in the flesh, in a right way. A man that would have good character. A man that would be faithful to God. A man that would adhere to the law. A man that was just. In fact, that's what the Bible says. Joseph was a just man. What kind of character do you and I have this morning? Could God trust us with such a calling? It'd be hard, wouldn't it? I would be afraid he'd probably just keep on walking past me. Amen? Well, you see, Joseph was just in the sight of God. And I want to go ahead and say this. God don't use you if you ain't just. What I mean by that is if you aren't clean, forget about it. He will walk on past you. And he'll choose someone that is submitted and living a holy, righteous, faithful life. That's who he chooses. He's not going to choose junk. Amen? And Joseph, bless his heart, he took on quite an undertaking, didn't he? Well, let's look at the word. That's our little intro. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when his mother, Mary, was a spouse to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Ghost. Found of a child with the Holy Ghost. Understand something. They were a spouse. They were betrothed. That is the same thing. We think, oh, they were engaged. No, they were married. The only difference is they had no physical relations. 
the marriage wasn't consummated until he prepared a place for her to live. And when all things were then ready, then they came together. But now, think about this. Here, no doubt, he worked hard during the day trying to get everything ready so that they could be together. No doubt, he worked during the day. At nighttime, he probably thought, oh, how it's going to be. She's going to be mine. We're going to have children. He had all of these dreams. But then he finds out she's pregnant. Now, I'll go ahead and tell you. I would be pretty angry. My dreams, my hopes, gone, slapped in the face. She was unfaithful. And before we throw rocks at him, you and I would be the same way. We would be the same way. But let me tell you something about Joseph. He was another cut of man. Because of his character, because of who he was, he tenderheartedly said, you know what? We want to make this a private matter. One, if I wanted to, according to the law, Deuteronomy 22, I can have her stoned to death. But he loved her. So he didn't want to do that. Secondly, if he made it a public thing, as far as the writing in the bill of divorcement, it would ruin her. You see, one, financially, that would be the end of her support. Two, she's got a child. Ain't no man going to go near her. And it's going to make a public spectacle out of Mary. But he loved her enough that no, 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 we're just going to put her away privately. Why? Because he was a man of compassion and he was tender hearted. Can I tell you something? The world would be a better place if we had more compassion and tender heartedness. Amen? Now, again, we're human. And when we are hurt, we want the person that hurts us to hurt also most of the time. But here is Joseph that literally says, you know, I still love her. Even though it feels like my heart has been ripped out of my chest and stomped on, I'm going to be tenderhearted and I'm going to do the right thing. Why? It goes back to his character. What kind of character do you have? And two, are you a person of compassion? You see, the Lord knew those things about Joseph. He also knows those things about us if they're true or not. He knows our character. Hey, we can't get by with anything from God. I don't care where you go or where you end up and where it's there's dark or there's light, 
He sees everything. And when it comes to tenderheartedness and compassion, I think we forget Jesus was tenderhearted. Jesus was a man of compassion. And we forget that he went to the cross because of that. Now, God chose Joseph to be a surrogate father to his son. And even though, yes, that baby was God, that baby was the Lamb, the Savior, understand this morning, Joseph was a wonderful example to the Lord as he was growing up. Why? Because Joseph had character. Joseph had compassion. And folk, we need to examine our hearts. Where's our character? And where's our compassion today? Now, the Bible says that he was espoused, found out she was pregnant, decided, well, the best thing to do is put her away privately. In verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. And while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. And who was that angel? Gabriel. Appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not, take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Now, again, I don't question his character. I don't question his compassion. And I don't question, why would he be willing to take her back? What I do wonder about is, why can't I be just like Joseph when it comes to trials that I deal with? Why can't I just seek the Lord and take time to wait, not jump with both feet before I think? Y'all ever done that? Yeah, I have. This thing right here has gotten me in more trouble. Uh, if I would just think before I spoke. My wife will attest to this thing getting me in trouble. Especially with her. Because I say things without thinking. But back to Joseph. He knew what he wanted to do, and he was going to do it, but he still didn't just abruptly, okay, I'm getting rid of, no. He allowed God time to deal. How many of us have ever had hopes and dreams? We all have. How many of us have ever had those hopes and dreams smashed? Been there, haven't we? Well, this is exactly what Joseph's going through. And he's pondering there. But God faithfully sent an angel to explain to Joseph, Joseph, that child that Mary is carrying in her womb is of the Holy 
Ghost. Not some other man. And by the way, y'all ever stop to think? It'd be mind-boggling. But when Jesus was born, and Joseph was there with Mary, every time he would pick up the baby Jesus and take him into his arms, he was picking up his creator. Can you imagine? That's mind-boggling to me. And not only that, Brother Shiro, he had God living in his house. He had God going to work with him to learn a trade of carpentry. He's teaching God when God can speak anything into existence. Not only that, he's bouncing God on his knee. Wow. What a blessing. And Gabriel's saying, listen, don't worry about that child. God's got a special purpose for that child. It's all right for you and Mary to come together. Because God has a plan for your life. Understand this morning, he has a plan for our lives just as well. But we must be willing to obey. Remember Samuel when he came and heard all the bellowing of the sheep after he had told Saul to destroy everything. But Saul didn't obey, did he? And do you remember what he said to Saul the king? And I'm paraphrasing. It's over in 1 Samuel 15. But he said simply, to obey is better than sacrifice. And he went on to say, because of your disobedience, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's what it says. Because of your disobedience, I'm taking the kingdom from you. Can, can I tell you something we can all do? Every one of us. Every one of us can do that. This. I bet you we don't give it any thought. You and I may not have limitations. We may not be able to do a lot of things. There's one thing, Brother Cyril, we can all do. Preacher, that's be obedient. Be obedient. If you want God's blessing, you got to be obedient. Anyways, and the Bible says again, verse 20, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. You see, the call that God placed on Joseph and Mary was to bring the Savior into the world. And God used them to be a part of that plan. Understand this morning that Jesus came to the world to die. The one reason he came was to give his life 
so that we, his people, can be saved. That's why we celebrate his incarnation, his birth. And let me just throw this in and I won't charge you. Understand. It would be simple to say, okay, God, I'll take Mary. I'll raise the child. I'll be a surrogate father of the child. And I'll be obedient and do what you want me to do. But that wasn't all God was asking him to do. Yes, he had to raise the Lord, be an example for the Lord. But understand, him and Mary both would be subjects to shame the entire time that Jesus was being raised in their household. Do you ever stop to think about that? You see, most folks thought, well, you know, yeah, they consummated the marriage too soon. They didn't wait. That was most folks. But then you had that group that said, oh, he's the son of fornication. In fact, tradition says they said one child was Joseph. Well, we know it was God's, not Joseph's. Two, there's a story going around that Mary had a secret boyfriend, lover, if you will. Tradition says, nope. And three, and I bet everybody's heard this one, Mary was raped by a Roman soldier. You see how gossip and rumor spread down through the ages, down through the generations of time, they're still passed along. We would not have a son of fornication over us. And of course, Jesus didn't pull no punches, did he? Your father certainly isn't Abraham. Your father's the devil. The Lord didn't take no gruff. He called it the way it was because it was the truth. But understand, the plan God had for Joseph and Mary was to usher in the Messiah. What a calling! Understand, it would have been of great honor to be included in that. But with it came a price. Sometimes in the plan and call of God that he's placed on our lives, sometimes we think, wow, this is great. But we don't consider the cost. You see, sometimes God asks us to do things that aren't convenient. He asks us to do things that aren't easy. But the one thing that you can bank on is He calls you, He expects you to do it. You do it without any reservations. And here's Joseph. The rest of his life, people would seem, and I'm sure when they saw him and Mary, they did this. 
Child of God, it doesn't matter what the community says or what man says. The only thing that matters is what God says. So I encourage you, be mindful of pleasing him. Because I've learned in all these years, you ain't going to please everybody. Like to. I try. And we all want to get along, don't we? But sometimes we have bumps in the road. But here's the thing. All that matters is him. All that matters. And when I think of Joseph... He's cut from a different cloth. He had the character. He had the compassion. And he was humble. If you want to be used of God, listen to me, you better be humble. Amen? And what I mean by that is do what God tells you to do. In humbleness. Now, the Bible says, She shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Aren't you thankful for Jesus? Amen. He is the Savior. He is the only way to God. He's the only way to heaven. He and he alone is the only way you're going to be reconciled to God. You'll not do it by joining a church. You'll not do it by good works. You'll not do it by being baptized. You'll only get to heaven and be reconciled to God through Jesus and him alone. And then it says, Now all of this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And by the way, do you want to know what Jesus means in Hebrew? God is salvation. That's what Jesus means. This is the thing. Generations through the hallway of time. Generations pass. God made a promise. And he prophesied over in Genesis chapter 3. That he would send a redeemer. And through all of time. The time finally came. And he sent his son into the world. And the prophets marveled. And they prayed. And they looked to the time that God would send the Redeemer. Every lamb that was sacrificed, according to the law, was a picture of Christ coming to take the sins of the world away. What a redeemer. What a God. Amen. So, Joseph and Mary are part of this plan. And this is what gets me. We read, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. There's a sign right there. They should have known because they were supposed to be students of the law. They had to know the law, but this kind of slipped by, huh? It didn't slip by. They didn't want to believe it. 
You see, their mindset was, no, our Savior, our Redeemer, is going to come on a white charger, and he's going to lead us to victory and kick Rome out of the country. No, the Savior came as a humble servant. And they didn't want to believe that. He didn't meet their qualifications or standards. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? The greatest thing that ever happened to this world happened in Nazareth. 2,000 years ago when Christ came into the world. And then it says, look at verse 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did you get this? Did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. Did you get this, y'all? After the angel of God shared the word with him that this baby was of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says he got up. And he took her as his wife. He didn't debate. He didn't put off. He just acted. I'll tell you another thing. If you want to be used in the service of God, you have to act. You can't just wring your hands and say, well, I better pray about this and pray about this and pray about this. Listen, you pray, yes, but you don't spin your wheels in prayer. I told the chaplain, I will pray about it, and I have been praying about it. And when I get back from Israel, I will give him an answer. I'm not going to drag my feet. And church, I want you to understand this. If it's his will for me to work at Indian Springs, and I say work, go one day a week to preach to those inmates, I'm going to do that. But it's not going to take away from my duties here. It's only one day a week. And if God opens the door and I feel he's opened the door, I have to go through the door. But I want to make sure it's not me. It's the Lord. And whenever God calls us to serve him, we got to get us out of the way. We got to make sure it's him. And that's what Joseph did. He acted when he was told. And then finally, think about this. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus as he was instructed. You know, according to law, being the father of a child, it was the father that named the firstborn. And Joseph had every right to do that. But no, he was obedient to God. He was told by the Lord through the Holy Ghost to name him Jesus. And that's exactly what he did. And not only that, think about this. They're married. Him and her never had physical relations until after Jesus was born. Why? Because he honored the Lord and Mary. 
Now, he could have said, well, I've got rights. Nope. Nope. God has the right. He could have said, well, it's not fair. No, he honored God and he honored the Savior, that baby, and he honored Mary. What an example. You see, all across the country, every Christmas program is going to show poor old Joseph standing there. Don't sing, don't speak, don't do nothing. Uh, oh, he's spoken. He's the way we should all desire to be. If you want to be used of God, then you better have some of these traits that Joseph had. He's truly the unsung hero. It's always about Mary. And don't get me wrong. Hey, she was special too because God hand chose her. So she was quite a gal. And she gets a lot of praise. The wise men, again, that cracks me up. Every time you go by some churches and they got the outdoor nativity scenes, there's the wise men. And I just wonder, well, if they're wrong on this, what else are they wrong about when it comes to the word? Because the wise men weren't there, y'all. You go by a church and you see Frosty the Snowman or you see a sleigh and Santa in it, keep on moving down the road. Amen. Don't waste your time. But don't be surprised. It's out there. I'll close with this. God knew what he was doing. When he chose Joseph. And tradition. Tradition. Says that Joseph. Had been married before. He was a widower. He was older than Mary. Get what I said. Tradition. I haven't found that in the book. Okay. So. It's only hearsay. And what men say. And that will get you in trouble. What matters is what God says in his word. But listen to me. God handpicked Joseph to be a surrogate father to Jesus' son. You think he had confidence in him? Yeah. Now, just as he handpicked Joseph to raise His son, his only begotten son. Do you know you and I have been handpicked by God? God has one hand picked us to salvation. Every one of us can be born again and can be saved. But he not only handpicked us to salvation, do you know he also handpicked you and I to service? You say, well, I don't have a calling. We all have a calling. We all are called to serve. 
Let me share something with you. Turn to 1 Timothy. Let me share something. This is what Paul says about a calling, about the ministry. And then I'll shut up, I promise. But I can't get by there. All right, look at verse, chapter 1. Look at verse 9. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers, murderers of mothers, for manslayers. Boy, that describes our time today, doesn't it? For whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. According, look at verse 11, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which was committed to my trust, And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. Who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in what? Unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. That is what Paul thought of the call of God placed on him. And any time God places the call on me or you, it should be the same thing. It's the glorious gospel. It's the grace of God. It's the sacrificial death. Jesus took my place. He took your place. So don't look at the call as something that's beyond my control. I can't do. We can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Joseph was a great surrogate father to Jesus. Now, you'll notice... Ain't a whole lot said about Joseph after a while. We know that Jesus grew up in his household. We know Joseph taught him a trade. And then his call was done. You say, well, what are you trying to say? God has a plan and purpose for us all. If we surrender to the call, God will use us. But when it's over, it's done. And generally when it's over is when he calls you home. 
You're not ready to go home if you don't know him. You're not ready to go home if you're not living for him. So please, this morning, if the Lord has spoken to your heart, come and know what the real meaning of Christmas is. Amen? Stand with me, please. Let's have a song, Brother Bob. Sister Holly, come. Father, that's the message. Thank you for this example of Joseph. Thank you, Lord, for his life, his example to us. And Father, now as we give the invitation, Lord, deal with hearts. You know what the need is. I just pray if there's a need here that they'll obey your voice because, Lord, you're the only one that can and will take care of that need if they'll only humble themselves before you and come. So, Lord, may your will be done, the invitation. And, Lord, again, thank you for the gift of eternal life through the sacrifice of your dear Son, our Lord and Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.